honey, I just finished packing. We are all ready to go on vacation to Juarez, Mexico. Okay, got the toothbrushes, extra socks, phone chargers, dogs are with your folks. It feels like I'm forgetting something, but it can't be that important. Let's go. Mommy? Daddy? Child neglect is no laughing matter. Each year, thousands of parents leave their children at home by themselves unprotected. These children are open to dangers such as cannibal attack, overflowing toilets, muskrats, and Jehovah's Witnesses. Now you can keep being neglectful in a safe and friendly way. Get the Child Unattended Live Trap Kit for Intruder Negation, also known as the Culkin System. We bought the Culkin System, and after just 76 hours of insulation, we were all set to resume our self-centered lifestyle. Now we leave little Jimmy whenever we want. Who's little Jimmy? He's the one that isn't the maid or the dogs. Oh, screw that guy. So order the Culkin system today for only $8,999, and we'll include our Culkin system placard and a copy of Brian Adams' The Lost Recordings. So bad guys be warned. The Culkin says... Don't fuck with me. Rube Goldberg approved. From Stinker Industries. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. It's a very special episode of Stinker Madness. Of course, we've got Sam and Jackie here. Jackie and Sam. Sam and Jackie. Uh, it's the beginning of the holiday season! Woohoo! Yes! The 15 days of bad Xmas movies. Christmas movies pod slash video crawl. I would like to uh, plug the other guys that are in this, this podcast this week. Uh, we, of course, are going to be doing... Home Alone 3 first, Sam's choice for this terrible, terrible festivities of Christmas jingle bell shit. Delights. Delights. Um, the Misanthropy blog at misanthropy.com is going to be doing, releasing on December 5th, Santa Claus versus the Martians, which we also have in our possession, and I'm sure we will probably join them in, in or at least viewing that. The uh, Dark Corners YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash London Comedy Writers is going to be doing Elves, which I think is a horror movie. We watched Elves with Did Roman. We? Oh, okay, okay. It was at the mall. I can't remember the oh, dude that yeah. was in it. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that is a fun time. Their, their episode comes out on December 9th. The If We Made It podcast with Jeff and Tucker are going to be doing on December 3rd, Ernest Saves Christmas, which is streaming right now on Netflix. And lastly, the JT Movie Podcast, our good friends Ben and Matt, will be doing Jack Frost, December 5th. And it's not the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. It is the rapist snowman Jack Frost that we saw on Netflix not too long ago. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. I think I, it is. I like that one. I thought that was a kick in the pants. It was uh, very Thanksgiving-esque. Same. Well, it was Christmas time. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it's it's still like... Thank God your snowman doesn't come alive yeah. and try to rape you. Yeah. Oh, thank heavens for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about that. So, uh, yeah, but that's uh, that will be coming out. We've done. We each do three movies split between five podcasts, so it'll be uh, five movies all told. So there you go. 
Uh, oh, also, if you want to follow that uh, whole business on Twitter and uh, reference it and interact, it's uh, hashtag uh, 15 bad Xmas movies is the official hashtag for that. So, uh, moving on to comments. The comments segment of our episodes that we rarely ever do. People commented? Yeah, we had a good one this week off of the, uh, the YouTube. Off of the, specifically, the A Star Is Born ah, episode. Yes, yes, that's right. People respond to my movies. Now, here, here's the comment. This <laughs> is from one Mark Montana. Uh, it says, uh, let's see, a 69-minute review of a 220-minute movie, and it's Streisand who is supposed to be the egomaniac? Obviously, you are three inarticulate narcissists who love the sound of your own voices. If you're going to take aim at someone like Streisand, who has millions of fans and a legendary career, spending five decades at least brings something new to the criticism. Oh. Oh, so what you're saying, if it would have been 70 minutes, it would have probably been okay. (laughs) No, that's what Mark Montana is saying at all. One of my problems with regurgitating Streisand criticism is other than calling her like a mechanical dinosaur like they did in South Park. I really don't know of the other criticisms because prior to watching the film, I just stayed away from her as much as I could. Even people making fun of her, I stayed away from it because I just don't like the Streisand. Well, I would like to say thank you, Mark, for the hate mail. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Keep it coming. Well, Mark had some other uh, very unpleasant things to say. Mark can burn in fucking hell. <laughs> he is he has entered my realm of death and despair. But at the same time, you know, keep it coming. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we love it. Um you I know, wanna I wanna say something though. I, I could regurgitate what other people think, but considering that I have my own brain and our opinions, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um I'm pretty stoked that we have inflamed the the Streisand fans. That was one of my bucket list items. I wanted to piss off the uh every single Streisand fan in the universe, so Mission accomplished. I do want to rip on Barbara Streisand a little bit more, though, because ah. uh, uh, he he was such a butthole about it that uh, he's just made it that I'm now. Hey, let's let's just go on this. So I found out the other day that uh, there was this photographer guy, and he was down on uh, uh, Three Mile Island or Nineteen Mile Island, Pebble Beach, that that peninsula, but out south of uh, Carmel and Monterey, mm-hmm. and uh, he's taking some nice scenic shots. He's up on the beach and. Uh, Taking shots of the golf course and, and some of the tree lines. And apparently Streisand has this monstrosity that's like huge. The biggest freaking home. It's bigger than Tiger Woods' house and anybody else's. And it's like prominent. It's very prominent. You can't avoid it. It's like the shot of the, the house or the hotel that they use in all of the, uh, Puppet Masters movies. Yeah, basically, basically. So he takes a shot of just the la- landscape. Not her landscape, but the the landscape in general of the earth. And uh, her house got in the shot. So she then sued him for... Uh, having her house on earth. For having her house on earth. And uh, it got such a big deal. Like, he countersued. And he won, of course, because she's a fucking idiot. And uh, it got such a big deal that now that shot is, like, more pressed than he could have ever sold it. It's yeah. everywhere because of her big, dumb, fat mouth. Nice work, Babs. Oh, and on a side note, eat shit. Um, why don't we get into the streaming do's and don'ts? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's all you want to say to Mark? To Mark? Oh, Mark Montana? Our hate, yeah, our hate my I want to say that 
Mark Montana is a pretty sweet name. I oh, think that's totally. his actual name. Why well, no? I think Joe Montana's actual name is Joe Montana. Yeah. But Mark Montana, Montana, Montana. It's a pretty cool name. Anytime you have a a state for your last name, you're doing something right. Yeah. Or somebody did something right for you. I think you guys are now even making him even more mad. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. I mean, if saying your last name is sweet makes you mad, then maybe you're just an angry person. Oh, he is a angry little troll. Troll. You should start sniffing glue, Mark Montana. Yeah. All right. So Netflix. Uh, Jackie and I watched Snowpiercer with uh, one Captain America, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Thank you. And John Hurt and Ed Harris and Tilda Swinton. How did Ed Harris look? I didn't get to watch this one. He looked like Ed Harris. Yeah, really? he looked pretty good. He, looked pretty... he looks like a bald guy that could go into space. What about... Oh, anytime he, he wants to. He looked kind of bad in Man on a Ledge. Was that that thing with Sam Worthington that we watched that was so goddamn awful? Did anybody look good in that film? Well, I just thought that he, he looked like he was really sort of wasting away. Um, yeah. And his hair was all no. stringy. He had stringy hair and he was too thin. Yeah, he looked it made like me. He made me a little crappy, worried. I guess. Yeah, because he's always been sort of a, you know, brawny man. Well, I mean, not brawny, but he didn't look sickly, and he looked sickly in that movie. I didn't think he looked sickly at all. I thought yeah, he looked I pretty didn't, good. I didn't even notice, dude. Um, enough about that. Snowpiercer. It was good. I really liked it. I would say do it. Quit trying to railroad the show, Sam, with your with your comments that have nothing to do about the movie we're talking about. God, why don't you just, <laughs> just like Just cuz you listen? didn't watch this film. You just like to listen to the sound of your own voice, don't you? You Sam? know what? I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to create a YouTube or Twitter account as Sam Colorado. <laughs> and I'm going to send some really fucking nasty emails to this show even though I'm in it. <laughs> the bearded guy is a total douche. Oh wait, I have a beard now too. Yeah. Shit. Uh so Snowpiercer. <laughs> uh it was uh a confinement film, like I mentioned to you earlier. However, it was not because of the budget. It was because of the plot. And it looked great. Uh, in fact, a fun fact that I didn't tell you that I found out on Wikipedia is there's a shot. And it's through the tunnel. And it's in the back of the train and the caboose. And they shut off the lights. Like, one of the battle strategies for the guys, the guys that have all the weapons, is to shut off the lights against, the, you know, Chris Evans and his band of uh, uh, peasants' lowlifes. And so they can't see, but the guys in the front have night vision glasses. Or goggles. So this kid comes up and he's got matches. He's got the only matches that exist in the world, you know, universe anymore. And he lights a torch and he runs through the like four train cars with a torch. It was apparently the only light source in the shot. Oh, no external lighting at all, and it looked fantastic. You know, a lot of times natural light looks really awesome because it. Makes the movie look like it's real. Yeah, it did look Weird. like it was real. Like yeah. you couldn't see guys until the torch got right next to it. It was cool. The whole movie was cool. It was gimmicky, but it was cool. I really like Snowpiercer. I give it a highly, highly recommend. Jackie? I do as well. Yeah. So it's actually a good movie, though. Yeah, it's a, definitely a good movie. A very good film. Uh, now moving on to the not-so-good. Deep Star Six. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good creature feature. It's a space movie in the ocean. Yeah. Well, it's... They're all... Yeah. I mean, it's a confinement film, too. It's a monster uh, movie. Uh, yeah, it is a confinement uh, film. Yeah, you're right. The best part about this film was when that one guy got hit with the harpoon that made his heart blow up. Oh, I liked Miguel Ferreira's face after that happened. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I killed a guy. <laughs> I really think that some of the models had been recycled 
from other movies because the first they only used the shot of it once or twice but it was like the first uh underwater station you saw really looked a lot like the space station in Outland mm-hmm. with smoke around it the um some of the equipment as well and specifically the uh the thing that Matt McCoy dies in the underwater glove suit you know you go underwater and get chomped in half that suit. was pretty sweet yeah that was I thought that was a nice set piece I thought that looked familiar. Oh, the just the suit itself? Yeah, just the suit itself. It could. I mean, it's a Caralco movie. They recycled. They bought stuff, and then they used it eight times, so. Yeah. And it has every person in it has been in one other movie that you can, like, oh, that guy looks familiar. He was in that one movie and nothing else. Every single actor. Um, what do you guys think on? I think it was a do just because of the sort of fanfare surrounding it, and I actually had a nice time with it, I think even it was, though it stunk on ice. I think it was really fun to riff on. Yes, it's a good it's a good movie to make fun of. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, I would say do it. The, the monster in it was pretty cheesy. So funny that it was like, oh okay, pretty, yeah, pretty cheesy. Yeah, the monster was interesting because it like the skin and all of the actual work that went into it looked really good, but the original design was just sort of silly. It had eyes in its mouth, Mm -hmm. and all of its teeth were really unuseful for eating things. Yeah. Yeah. Once you got in there, though, you couldn't go up. (laughs) They were were pointed the wrong direction. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, I give, I guess that's three do's then, because I give it a do. Uh, Just because it was so silly and easy to make fun of. Hard Rain with Morgan Freeman and Christian Slater and Randy Quaid. Oh, and uh, the lady. Mia, Mini Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Yeah. I'm not giving it an honorable mention, but I thought that this was really terrible, and I had a lot of fun because it was so fucking stupid. Just dumb at every turn of the corner. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say do not. Not because it wasn't fun to make fun of. I just don't want to open that can of worms to every other shitty 90s thriller that is just kind of meh. Like, all those author books. What the hell's that guy's name? Tom Clancy. No, not Tom Clancy. The other guy that writes the detective thriller books. Like, he could have wrote this. James Patterson? John Grisham. uh, James Patterson. Those shitty, stupid thrillers. I I don't even want to get into that ballpark, and so I say do not. See, I I disagree. Like, if you watch, like, Kiss the Girls or any of those uh, James Patterson ones, they have a production value that's up there with this one, but they weren't as... Like, this thing, conceptually was idiotic. It was so goddamn stupid that it has the merit of just being incomprehensibly dumb all the time, and inconsistent with water levels, and just everything was wrong with this piece of shit. Yeah. And it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. No, you're not going to talk me out of it. Jackie, right. what do you think? Oh, I was very entertained. I'd say do it. Whoa. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was like, they're over there. Now they're over there. Now you're a good guy. Nope, now you're a bad guy. And, and good guy, it, bad guy. Everybody has knowledge of what the other people are doing, with in the impossibility of being able to do such. Like, where'd that guy go? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea where he's at. Let's just float over there, and that's where he's going to be. Like, everybody knows where everybody's at, and everybody shows up in the exact same spot all the goddamn time. I've also learned the value of carrying around a Swiss Army knife, too. Hey, you never know. Except to use it to open handcuffs. You yeah. wouldn't want to do that. Use it for every other goddamn thing. And lastly, Sam did Lawless by himself with Sheila LaBeouf. And Tom Hardy. And it was directed by John Hillcoat. And it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, it was a little bit of a letdown because 
John Hillcoat's a really good director. I thought that uh, Tom Hardy's performance was sort of over top, over the top of the movie. Like he did better than the rest of the movie, and they both, both the movie and his performance suffered from it. But I think it's got like a sixty-eight on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's about right. It's not bad. It's not great. It's. I think it. One of the main criticisms was there's too much action. There was not too much action. I I thought it was okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. There's your streaming do's and don'ts. Jackie, why don't you give us your rant? So, in the spirit of Christmas and the birth of Jesus Christ. Right. Ah. Right. Oh, is that what that's about? Yes. Huh. I want to talk about movie births. Movie, movie births. Births. Just so these movie babies... births or Jesus births in movies? Well, we can talk about both, but really... <laughs> I don't think I've seen the latter. <laughs> the birth of born? Jesus? No, I don't watch a whole lot of nativity movies, so I guess that's a good point. So, anyway... My rant really is this. One. Well, two things, really. Okay, mm. so one. The the birth scene is always, ah! And then the kid's there, okay? that That's the mom. She screams a little, ah! Push! Ah! And then the baby's there. Mm-hmm. Two. <laughs> that baby always comes out mostly clean. Might have a few hangers, but he's he's mostly clean. And then three. It's uh, the uh, my third point. The baby's usually... Fairly large for a newborn. <laughs> and then my next point is, now if it's a benevolent baby of some kind. <laughs> benevolent, right? benevolent baby, huh? It's, it's going to be like the savior of the world, or it's like the first child born on Mars or something. The, or, or Simba from The Lion King. Yeah. yeah. The baby is never crying when they hand it to the mom, when they present the baby to the mom. The, the baby's all like, oh, I'm Coo. not crying. Coo, yeah. He's cooing. He's like... All kinds of fucking cool. But if it's just a regular old me and you butthole kid, it is screaming its fucking head off. <laughs> you, me, Mark Montana, that kind yeah. of butthole. <laughs> if it's a Mark Montana baby, it is screaming its fucking head off. It's squalling, its mouth is open, and the dad's always like, yeah, it looks like me. Okay. So my point is, those are some pretty big potholes for birthing, and... It's kind of annoying. It's like what nobody's going to pass off. What would you prefer off. to see? Well, okay. One, do not use a six-month-old baby as a newborn, Well, you okay? can't use newborn babies. There's union laws against that. Why not? Well, there's there's child labor laws. How is there, what's the age? I think it's probably six months. That's so stupid. What's the difference? Well, you could kill the baby. You could kill the baby, period. Yeah. I'm fine with They're not fragile, using period. newborns. Well, why don't they just make an animatronic one? <laughs> they do that a lot, and it usually works. My two examples would be the brood, uh, one of the early Cronenbergs. You guys need to watch it. Like, it's a little slow, but it gets to the end, and you're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Robot baby. And then uh, I think it, it might not have been animatronic. It might have been uh, CGI, but it was the only part of the movie I liked was the remake of... Day of the Dead when the zombie baby gets born. Yeah. The redneck zombie has a baby zombie, too, at the end of it. Day of the Dead? Or Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead has redneck the baby. Day of the Dead, the remake that had Ving Rhames and yeah, Sarah Pauly. Dawn of the Dead. That's Dawn of the yeah, Dead? The in remake? the mall, yeah. In the mall, yes. That is Dawn of the Dead. And I think that was animatronic as well. I think it was CGI. both. I think they, they touched it up digitally. Maybe. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about with the redneck zombie baby. The redneck zombie baby at the end. Is not in Dawn of the Dead. I know, but there is a redneck zombie movie, which we will be previewing next Halloween. Hmm. Ah. 
And <laughs> the name of this film look forward to that. is going to be a huge surprise next year if anyone remembers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Surprise! Redneck Albert! So anyway, that's my rant, is, you know, just use a stuffed plastic doll or some shit. I don't know. Like, it's just... Or don't show the baby at all. Why show the baby? Yeah, why do we have to see the birth? I'm a lady. No, I'm fine with. Sometimes birth is necessary to the plot, but seeing a shot of a child, a baby, is not. The guy, the doctor, cut pulls the thing out and he puts it in the blanket, and you just see some knees or mom's face or whatever, and she's sweating and and crying, and oh God, can I please see my child? And he shows up in shot, and he's got blankets and hands as a bundle of blankets, and you never see the kid's face until. Three years later, he's a goddamn child. Why do we need to see the baby? Now, I'm with you about the labor pain. Labor is way too short in movies like Spice World. (laughs) Um, But uh, I guess that one was kind of long because they almost missed their own concert. But, yeah, like it's like, Mom, push. (sighs) Baby. You know what else is a problem? The worst birthing scene ever in any movie... Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Uba, 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 Luke, Leia, end scene. (laughs) You scoop two scoops of babies. It's like fucking Raisin Bran. It's it's like ice cream. You know what else is a problem is that the afterbirth never comes up. Ever. Yeah, it's always like, okay, and everybody leaves the hospital room. Like, well, what about that other thing that's coming out? Oh, Mom, you you can't go yet. You have to stay here for a second in this shame room by yourself while you spit out this. Yeah. This, what, the problem is, is the miracle of life. It's gross. That you have to watch in it's icky. anywhere from 6th to ninth grade in the United States of America. And I got to change school, so I got to see that thing twice. And uh, it's imprinted on your brain at a young age. So you, every time you see a baby born on screen, you're like, that's not what it's like. I remember what it's like, and it's horrible! <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, baby birth. There you go. Yeah. Make it better, guys. Gross or and unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, Sam, what do you got on the bullshit for Home Alone 3? Sam's boring bullshit. Well, Home Alone 3 was produced and written by John Hughes, which is a bit of a surprise. That is that a bit of that is a shock. Wrote this. Yeah. Effort? How question many mark? Did he die? Question mark? Uh, a few movies. I think he did eight after this one. Huh. But he had been, he set, sort of sat on scripts, too, that sometimes got made way after he wrote yeah. them. This yeah. one, I think he just sort of spit it out. Uh, <laughs> as it turns <laughs> out, after birth, he, this was the last movie as a five-picture deal for 20th Century Fox. So this is totally a mail-it-in. Because mm-hmm. I, as I understand it, Fox can be very hard to work with. So he's just like, eh, get it out of there. Uh, Cuped this one up. He just probably wrote the script in a weekend. Yeah. And then production-wise, like, my name is on it, it will get some money for this, and whatever it makes, I will take. And it made some money, so I think he did okay on this, even though he just sort of mailed it in. Good work if you can get it. Yeah. He, of course, did such classic films as uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Breakfast Club, all of those ones. The ones that he did now... He does a lot of movies that he produces and writes, but doesn't direct. Generally, the best of those were directed by Howard Dutch, who did The Great Outdoors, uh, Pretty in Pink. Those those were both very good. Sure. Uh, and then Chris Columbus directed both Home Alone 1 and 2 and Only the Lonely. That's not true. He discovered America. 
That's Christopher Columbus. This is a different guy. Oh. He, Chris Columbus, also was a additional writer on Gremlins and I believe wrote The Goonies. Okay. He didn't, none of those guys are involved with this thing. Yeah, good thing, good thing you brought all them up. Yeah, another film, though, that was a total mail-in by Hughes that I didn't know until today was Baby's Day Out. I don't know anything about that. Joe Montaigne is in it. It's not uh, very funny. Mark Montaigne. This was directed by Raja Gosnell, who was the editor of the first two Home Alones. And the editor on Miracle on 34th Street, also written and produced by John Hughes and not directed. Other films... Beverly Hills Chihuahua. There is jack shit about Home Alone in this. Oh, it's getting thing, it? No, there is not a lot about this. Well, he also did Beverly Hills Chihuahua and both the Scooby Doo and Smurfs duology. Hey, my my nieces and nephews loved those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the first uh, riveting. Beyond use mailing it in, the other two Home Alones were directed by Columbus, of course, stalled, starring uh, Macaulay Culkin and John Williams did the music. None of those guys are involved with this one. <laughs> Who is Alex D. Lenz? He's also the star of Max Keeble's Big Movie. That's a great film. And then he's a voice actor. Do you have anything about is he the, the actual ki- Home Alone 3 This is the watching? guy that's in it. Is he the kid? He's the kid. Oh, okay. Alex D. Lenz. He's also the kid. He's also Max Keeble's in Max Keeble's Big Movie. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Put that uh, on my to-do list. Haviland Morris, his mother, is a Broadway star. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, in her sixth theatric appearance. Sixth? Really? Her first was North. Okay. The uh, Molly uh, North? No, what? North, that one about the kid that tries to, like, gets to choose his parents or something. I never saw it. Mm. Rob Reiner directed it. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Culkin didn't do it because he didn't think that he could... Do anything else with the character. <laughs> really? Huh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Originally, they were supposed to do two and three back-to-back, probably to get everybody that's in the first two mm-hmm. to do it again. Mm-hmm. I think they all said, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. This is the last of the five to be released theatrically. The other two, Jesus, the other no. two were made for TV. Oh, boy. This is the only one that takes place... After Christmas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You Uh-oh. guys made me do this instead of Home Alone 1. Oh, Just remember God. that. This might not even be a fucking Christmas movie. Oh, boy. You, you, and then... It wasn't just you two. It was everybody else in another podcast. Uh, I would like really... to say, do not throw me under the bus. I said we could do the first Home Alone. Okay. This made $79 million against a $32 million budget, which is a success. Yeah, it's not bad. And they made a novelization of it. What? Oh, God. I don't know if they've ever really stopped doing that, but oh, boy. Who buys those? Uh, Kids that are eight. Yeah, but why even bother? Remember when you went to school and they had like that really crappy leaflet that would come out? Scholastic, yeah. The the Scholastic Book Club. Yeah, I love that shit. And you couldn't find anything else, so you got this. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Because you get the free one for selling so many fucking chocolates or whatever the hell it was. I don't need another book about ants. So, I had already read all the Hardy got Boys. Got the dinosaur book. Good. And, and frankly, the Hardy Boys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. I always too convenient with those dickheads. <laughs> and I wasn't much into Nancy Drew. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you got to get Home Alone three in that scenario. Then. Wonder what that writer's doing now. It's probably the guy that wrote a uh, George R. R. Martin <laughs> wrote the Home Alone three under a pseudonym. That's why he can't finish. It's what Cormac McCarthy did before he was this. Huge sensation in, in literature. Yeah. Uh, so here's your uh, improv. Uh, this is uh, Sam will be playing the role of what's this douche's name? 
Alex D. Lenz. Alex D. Lenz. I will be playing the role of Michael Oliver from the Problem Child series. Jackie will be playing... Tammy Urin from Pippi Longstocking. The new, the new adventures, adventures of Pippi, Pippi Longstocking. And the subsequent sex tape. Yeah. Yeah. I know we want to start this out. You want to go ahead and take the take point here, Sam? Where where are we at? Where we uh, we're at the the uh, rehab thing. Oh, we're rehab. I didn't know if we were doing that or the high school reunion. Oh no, you wanted to do the high school reunion. I don't care. Let's do the high school reunion. Doesn't matter. You take point, Jackie. Pull it together, Tammy. Here we go. I was in a major motion picture. I'm looking good. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going in. Look, there's Sam. I should go over. Sam. My name is actually Alex D. Lins. (laughs) You may remember me from such films as Home Alone 3 and Max Keeble's big movie. I actually played Max Keeble's in that film. Really? Yes. Do you recognize me from uh, anything? Yeah, I just watched you smoke a dude off on the internet. <laughs> well, before that, I was I was uh, I was Pippi Longstocking, Longstocking, and the Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. And that makes me feel creepy. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm a serious actress. Pippi Longstocking, more like Peepy Long Dicking. Oh, hey guys, it's me, Michael Oliver. You remember me from such films as Problem Child One and Two. John Ritter, me, great. No, actually, I, I don't know who the hell you are. You, you went to high school with us? No, no, I didn't. What not. are you doing here? <laughs> I had no place else to go. <laughs> it was at a rehab. Oh. We decided not to do the rehab thing. You know, there's a free mini bar. <laughs> mini bar? See ya. You know, it'll keep you out of the rehab. Voice acting. Yeah. I do a lot of it for cartoons. Anybody? Anybody else working besides uh, Snorkel? Snorkel over here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I did try you to... You can do... really hold your breath, I'm telling you. If you're thinking about pearl diving... I was really trying to get a, a role for the Snorks, I mean, and it, I just, they didn't want me, and I was trying to prove that I could really bring something to the scene. Hey guys, I'm back. I got some, uh, I got some Zimas. They have Zima? Zima here? Yeah, hell yeah. Shit, <laughs> this is like going back to high school. Well, it is. I never stopped drinking Zimas. Oh, man. Where They're crisp. That stuff? And cool and delightful. Zima. I, no, nobody's going to hire you for a Zima commercial. What, what are you doing? I didn't want to be a ginger. I wanted to be a Zolo. You know, if the if the Zima people wanted to do a commercial with a 2 by 4 stuck down, stuck halfway down somebody's throat, I know who they could hire. Huh? All right, you know what, Tammy? I'm sorry. I'm just doing this because I would uh, like to hang out with you later, if you know what I mean. Uh, well, okay. Okay. Like, you're still working. Maybe you can get me a part as a voice actress. Yep, you just gotta, you know, get into a different sort of character. These are these are children's children's shows that I'm in. I, in I fact, can... you might have to change your damn name. You're all over the internet. <laughs> I'll produce them. If, oh yeah. If you and I have to have a secret alone meeting to plan things, a planning strategy meeting, <laughs> just you and me in my trailer. I mean, the Marriott. I mean, the Motel Six. I mean. A van. So, I'm just going to go now. I- I'm going to go get to my chopper. You're going to get to your chopper? Porn must pay. It must. 